Happy holidays, everybody. Today is Tuesday, December 18th. We are here with T.T. Hatton from St. Joe's Regional. Played football at UNC. Uh, had a great career that was cut short, unfortunately, to head injuries. And we're here to come to you with a little bit of a different podcast. We're going to have a conversation about life after football, the importance of studying and understanding concussions, and just a fun conversation you guys are really going to enjoy. And after, we're going to get to some football stuff at the end. Um, by the way, got a new intro for you guys. We've been working on it for a while. Shout out Jordan Long. You did a great job. Roll the intro. All right, all right, all right. Welcome back, everybody. December 18th. We're sitting here with our guest, Tommy Hatton. But before we introduce him, there's we been got something some, we got to handle. There's been some rumor. This is not how we wanted it to, to be heard. You know what this is like? It's like when it, it's kind of like the field situation. The rumors get out and people start speculating that we're not going to be doing a show anymore. I thought for a second that we were some sort of professional athletes. And right. Like, oh, we're transferring. Right, no. Uh-oh. Nope, we're no. getting away from the team here. No, no transferring Free going Asian. on here. No, no, it's not happening. No, We're going to no, put no, an no. end to the rumors. You're and hearing it from our, our mouths. Right. we got a taste of professionalism for a second there. A little taste of professionalism, mm-hmm. 100%. Guys, here, to just let, let you know, to come clean right now, I am moving to the great city of Atlanta, specifically Buckhead, working for a company called Twilio. Excellent opportunity for me. My first and utmost, most important goal is to excel at my career, be the best I could possibly be. But we love you guys. We love sports. We love talking about them. We love podcasting. And we're here to let you know that it isn't going anywhere. Me and Will are going to figure out how we're going to do it. It's going to be a little bit of a learning curve. A little bit of a struggle. A we'll little bit of a struggle, but maybe it won't be a struggle. We're going to see. You guys are going to grow with us. There's a little bit of sports got a bunch of variables. and You don't know how stuff's going to go, but you know what? We're going to figure it out, baby. So let's go. Anyway, now that the rumors have been addressed, have we addressed the rumors? Yeah. I, well, I just want people to know I'm very happy for you, bro. Thank you. Very happy That's for love. you. I'm going to miss you. That's love. It's going to be a struggle, but I think we can do it. You know, we'll set this plan in stone mm-hmm. and we'll be ready to go. So. No doubt. We appreciate your listenership. We appreciate your fandom. Anyway, super excited for this episode. This is one that we've wanted to do for a while. we got a special guest here from the University of North Carolina. His name is T.T. Hatton. Been wanting to have him on for quite some time. but Jersey we wanted to native. Make... Jersey native. Glenn Jersey Rock. baby. Can't forget that. Here we go. Glenn Jersey Rock. baby. We've wanted to have him on for a while. We wanted to make sure it was in person. We didn't want to do the phone thing. We love having Jersey guys in the studio or my bedroom, whichever one you want to call <laughs> it. Where you look at it. Um, but anyway, uh, state champion, Under Armour All-American, um, an honor roll student in high school, MVP of the opening, goes on to play at North Carolina. Starts against Georgia as a redshirt freshman, has an unbelievable career um, that unfortunately was cut short due to uh, head injuries. And what we're going to do today is you're still going to hear from us about sports, you're still going to hear from us about the NFL, the NCAA, but what we're going to do 
is talk about something that is really important, and that is, one, the issue with concussions in football and how people are looking at it, how the game may change, how it affects people and people that have actually dealt with it. And we're also going to talk about life after sports. It's something that I struggled with for a while, Willie struggled with, and TT have struggled with, um, and it's a real issue. So first of all, TT, welcome to the show. We're happy, excited to have you here. Um, very happy yeah. to have you. No Thank you doubt. for having me on, boys. Uh, this is a pleasure, and uh, I'm, I love to be here at Hung Up Podcast, the Billy's home basement. of Billy's house. <laughs> you know, uh, going to have a lot of fun today, and I uh, appreciate you guys having me on the show. You know, no people doubt. always ask me, right? People always ask me, they're like, oh, so where do you guys record the show? And I'm, <laughs> they're like, you guys have a studio? What do you do? I'm like, no, we're in Billy's basement. And they give me a weird look. And I'm, I'm like, you know what? Amazon, Apple, yep. Google. Yep. Yep, all those big time talk firms that talk, started man. in the garage. Started in the, the basement. Man. I gotta start somewhere, man. I gotta start somewhere. And I think people can relate to that. I don't want to walk into some place, pay them money for me to sit in your soundproof room. Yeah. I want to sit there and I want to look at my Chester drawer of movies. Hear your dad my, walking my, upstairs. My unmade bed yeah. right here. Like, yeah. come yeah. on. Come this on. is as gritty as it comes. This, right? this, this, is, this, is, this is, is all great yes, down here. Greatness is born in the basement. A hundred percent. So, TT, listen, for those who don't know you, um, I kind of, you know, told everybody about your career at St. Joe's, which if you're from New Jersey, you know about, and if you're mm -hmm. from out of state, you probably know about, but a perennial nationally ranked team. Very good program. Um, just kind of pick up uh, from your time at UNC, um, you know, what uh, what you were doing, what you major in. Tell us a little bit, if someone doesn't know who Tommy Hatton is, yeah. tell us a little bit about yourself. <laughs> okay, so, yeah, Billy and Willie kind of touched on... Um, I'm from the great state of New Jersey. NEW uh, Jersey. Yeah, North Jersey more pointedly. Um, mm -hmm. um, had the pleasure of growing up in Glenrock um, with two fine parents. Uh, went to St. Joe's Montville, um, which was a complete honor that my parents gave me the opportunity to go to that school. Um, met some lifelong friends, some really good mentors, and um, got to compete against the best. These two fine gentlemen here <laughs> I competed a bunch of times and had a lot of fun. Um, and I was blessed to have a pretty good high school career where I earned close to 35 Division One scholarships um, and decided to go to the University of North Carolina, Chapel Hill. Um, so I went there in the summer of 2015 um, with the goal to play in the NFL like any teenager who, uh, right, right. you know, pursuing football. Um, I went there, um, didn't really know what I wanted to major in. I wanted to major in football. That's all I cared <laughs> about. That's all I did. I trained for Texas. Yeah. <laughs> uh, school came really secondly to me. And um, obviously that's not a great way to go. And yeah. I wouldn't recommend it. But, right. um, you know, when you're 18 years old and all you know is football, I mean, that's kind and of. Being a, honest. Yeah, you're it's a honest, natural yeah. progression. And so, that'll definitely play a factor in our later discussions on the transitioning. For sure. Know. Absolutely. But, so um, I went there, uh, redshirted my freshman year. I'm not going to lie, it was tough. Uh, Billy can attest to going to school away from home. Your first year, that's tough. You don't really know how to handle it. You're not with your parents all the time. It takes time to adjust. Um, definitely had some homesickness, uh, thoughts of, you know, maybe I'll transfer back to Rutgers, uh, right. be the hero that the Garden State <laughs> needs. <laughs> but uh, I stuck it out in retro freshman year, uh, earned the opportunity to start. Um, I got to block for Mitch Trubisky, which was a great honor, who went number two in the draft. And he's a great pal. And just a really humble guy, and, and I got to play with a bunch of other really good guys who uh, still are playing. Um, and we had a pretty good season. That we actually lost to Virginia Tech in a monsoon, Ooh. so I'll give it monsoon to Billy. Hurricane, yeah, it's I'll give hurricane. it to Billy on that one day. I got us, but no, we uh, had a great season. Um, I earned All ACC uh, that season. Was ACC Player of the Week a couple times, and it was definitely just a really cool honor. Um, watching college football as a kid and just seeing. 
you know, these huge games and huge opportunities mm-hmm. to actually step on the field in the Georgia Dome. I mean, it's a dream come true. Um, so going into the 2017 season, um, kind of solidified myself as a starter, and I really thought this was the year I was going to separate myself towards that goal of playing in the NFL. Um, in the third day of training camp, I kind of just took a routine hit to the head. Mm-hmm. Nothing out of the blue. We were an inside run. I kind of pulled around, and uh, it really just turned me into a tail swing, and I just woke up in the hospital and had just received my fourth concussion. Um, that was probably the hardest part of my life, hardest time. Uh, for the mm-hmm. next four months after that, I uh, really couldn't leave a dark room. I was really isolated, um, couldn't work out, couldn't do anything. Um, and that following December, I started to get a lot better. I was able to be more functional, be able to go to class. Um, and I met with some of the best neurologists in the nation, um, and they really advised me to not play football anymore. Um, and football, you know, obviously defined me. It was something that I knew so well. I loved. It was what I grew up wanting to do. Um, so that really was a tough decision. Um, but over the past year, I've kind of built myself back up, and uh, now I'm here. I'm excited to be here. And uh, yeah. So you said you said you woke up in that in the hospital were you knocked out when that happened or was it routine as in like you just took it and you didn't really know what was happening and it took a took you a little while to realize oh like oh shit i got a concussion yeah so the crazy thing is i didn't black out i didn't get knocked out out cold but i did the whole like it happened at about 11 a.m and i woke up at the hospital at 9 30 and that was the first thing i remembered oh like, so you don't remember anything in between no oh, so wow. I, and like i obviously i talked to the doctors and people in there to kind of like piece of me like dude you're going insane like you're screaming like they like they just rushed to the hospital. It's not normal protocol for them to take you to the hospital. Right. They, I guess they were worried I like had bleeding maybe in my brain or something. So you were talking to people. You were you were interacting. You weren't asleep, but you don't remember any of like almost as if, it, yeah. as if you were drugged or you like. Wow. So were... I wasn't real. No, I wasn't really interacting. I um they like confined me to a dark room. Um, right. And everything was spinning. I had terrible headaches. They said um, and I was just like. I wasn't getting better, and I started really, like, freaking out. Um, I was really in that concussion state. Right. I just couldn't control it, and it took me to the hospital. And the first thing I remember, I looked down. I'm still in my cleats and my pants and knee braces <laughs> yeah. for practice, but I have a blanket over my eyes. And I just couldn't even look up at the light. I mean, it was so sensitive to my eyes. It was just a crazy experience. So I, I stayed that night into the hospital. I went back the next morning. Um, and, I mean, the thing with concussions is, they define them as snowflakes, so they look right. very similar from a distance, but when you get up close, they're very different, and every concussion is different. They're all personalized. Mm. A concussion could be three days, and you're good. Mine took four months, um, so it's tough for people to really like understand unless you've been through this process, um, and I definitely, I wouldn't say I took heat from people, but they just couldn't wrap their minds that this concussion was lasting so long. Um, right. And neither could I. I, I was right, freaked right. out. I was scared. I mean, I just didn't know if I'd ever get back to being normal. I mean, it was definitely just a really nerve-wracking time in my life. And I just, I almost, like, at some point just, like, couldn't believe um, this was going on. But, I mean, I had amazing support from my family and mm-hmm. close friends. And they helped me through that dark time. Have you had a uh, any of the memory between those two hours, like, those few hours come back at all? Like, do you remember, as you, as you go on, like, you're good now, you know, yeah. and... Have you, like, has anything clicked, like, you remember it, or still is it just, like, you don't? Well, I pe- I talked to people who, like, saw me throughout right. that time, and so they kind of pieced it together. So, huh. I don't know, if, like, it just, like, boom, came back to me, but, like, I knew I, like, got off the field, they took me to the room, yeah. I was freaking out, they brought me to the hospital. But for the most it's part. kind of like the next morning when you wake up. After a, for you know, sure. a night of drinking, night, yeah. Night of drinking, you're like, yeah. yo, what just happened so, last night? So you said <laughs> you were out of control, man. Yeah, like, last night must have been fun. I don't know who you were last <laughs> yeah. night. Yeah. Yeah. But, I don't know who I was So either. you said 
You said you've gone through this four times. Yeah. If you don't mind, without going way into detail of it, how did these four vary? Was it worse each time, or was this one significantly worse than uh, the other ones? Yeah. So just kind of tell us the timeline of these four and how your body really reacted to it. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, the first concussion I got, kind of just taking you through the order, it was in seventh grade. I was playing knee hockey in my friend's basement on, during a <laughs> during a storm and got pushed and my head went through the drywall and hit a beam. And I was, <laughs> yeah, it was wait, insane. Wait, wait, didn't just hit a beam went through the drywall. <laughs> went through the drywall the beam. So it was well, thank God the drywall got to slow you down a little bit <laughs> yeah. before you hit the beam. Yeah, that was definitely a, that was definitely a freaky one. Um, and that one took like eight weeks to recover. That was my first one. Then the second one I had sophomore year of high school before our first game against Good Counsel. Just took a hit in practice. Um, was out probably two or three weeks. Um, and then my freshman year of college, um, just <clears throat> took a hit from a linebacker in practice mm -hmm. um, and probably was out another two weeks. And then this one was significantly worse. Right. And that's kind of why we came to the conclusion that I needed to stop playing football just because, you know. It's a life issue. Yeah. Yeah. At this point, it becomes a life issue. That's, yeah. I feel like some people struggle to understand that, you know, there's more to life than football. Right. You know, the, you know some guys, I, I respect coaches, that's their mm -hmm. jobs and stuff, but I feel like they fail to understand sometimes it's more, it's bigger than it. You know what I mean? But like when you're in the grind every day, it's tough to really see past football because football's all you know. It's right. all you trained. It's it's your identity, you know? Yeah. <laughs> like my life, yeah. like I, when I was playing football, I mean, and a lot of this is put on myself just because I feel like I'm hard on myself. I, I you really put every rock in yeah. that in, in that jar. And I also <laughs> yeah. like Not I just my life jar, yeah. was defined, and I felt like how I did in football was how my life was going. Like mm -hmm. if I was killing it in football, I was on life top of the moon. Yep. But if yeah. I like had a bad game or something, like I was like so low and it's yeah, like yeah. and i feel like a lot of people it's not just me a lot of people kind of have those same expectations for themselves um and playing football especially at the visual level playing at a high level you don't really have time to explore anything outside the game uh, right. kind of football is all you know it's all you have time to really endure and um so it's it was crazy it was crazy to think okay i'm not gonna be able to play football anymore well what am i gonna do yeah. now you know yeah. it's kind of like when i went back I left Carolina, and this is kind of when I made the decision. I met with the, one of the best neurologists in the nation, Kevin Guskowitz. He's actually the dean of arts at UNC. Really good guy. Uh, pleasure to meet him and be close with uh, Mr. Guskowitz. Dr. Guskowitz, not Mr. <laughs> Dr. Guskowitz. They take that person. They yeah. do. He worked hard for those yeah, credentials. They, we so we'll give, hard for it. We'll, yeah, we'll give him the doc, yeah. you know. But um, I remember I was leaving Chapel Hill with my parents. I just met with him. He told me in really strong words, if you were my son, I would not let you play. And right. that was really resonated, really hit home for me. Um mm -hmm. So I was leaving Chapel Hill in the car, my parents driving home. And I remember just having this feeling of when I was leaving, I was like, well, my identity of being a football player is leaving with Chapel Hill. And then when I come back, I'm going to be a completely new completely person. Completely different person. And I didn't know who I was going to be. And I definitely shed a couple of tears because it was tough. Yeah. It was definitely hard. It was tough to look at my parents. I mean, they were as sad as I was, but mm -hmm. just they knew how much I put into this game and. And sometimes, though, in life, you put so much into something, it doesn't give you what you want back. Right. Or maybe the silver lining's not what you expected. But when you look at all the people you've met and all the experiences you've been granted through this game, I mean, football's been unbelievable to me. And I'm blessed to be able to play or was able to play this game at a high level. Well, I guess my last question is on your actual concussion experience. So you said you went through one where it took eight weeks to recover, four weeks to recover. What do you mean recover do you yeah. mean when you're able to think 
like clearly what like how do you when know when you're still or, yeah. recovering because i've had a, i've had i've had i've been diagnosed with a concussion and when i hear other people having concussions i'm like i don't even know if i had a concussion from but you said it's personalized so i yeah. like for two days i knew i wasn't myself is it just you weren't yourself i can't imagine not being yeah. myself for four months and sitting in a dark room for four months yes then, so this one was really scary i kind of just when i when I first happened, I was confined to the dark room. I had to literally wear sunglasses inside. Like I couldn't look at the light. The sound was like unbelievable. And that probably lasted like a month, that extreme wow. symptoms. But then from there, I just get have terrible headaches. Like if I was in a room, like I was trying to get back to class because I didn't want to withdraw the semester. So I would go in class and like, I just couldn't like stare at a board. I couldn't like right. do anything. And I had terrible vertigo. That was the most extreme symptom. So I had terrible like dizziness. Almost Ooh. like, you know, when you get the spins when you're drunk, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. but just random spells in the whole room would just be oh swirling. And, and it was just, and sometimes it would last two or three hours. I can't imagine not just having to show up to class, but to focus and, and yeah. learn struggle, what people struggle are enough as <laughs> yeah. Me too. <laughs> I, I, I struggle with that. So, wow. I mean, so, I, can't ima I can't imagine. Yeah, but kind of getting back, um, I mean, they definitely subsided. I, I did a bunch of treatments. Um, I did a vestibular therapy, which kind of helped with the vertigo. We'd like do a bunch of head motions. I like, yeah. at the, the median age in there was about 85 years old. So I definitely was out of place, but yeah. there's just a lot of older generation people there. And right. I'm, um, but they make me do all these movements and stuff to really help subside that. Mm -hmm. And actually my eyes, like, which is really weird, got messed up when I had a concussion. So I had to like go see this like doctor and they like put me in glasses and like I had to wear glasses and help like fix my vision. It, it was like, it was Unreal. crazy. But the one thing I'm blessed for is UNC is one of the most prevalent names in concussion studies. We have uh, this place on campus called the Goodfeller Center. Um, and they take it really seriously. So I was given the best treatment. You were in the right spot. Yeah. You were definitely in the right position. Yeah. And so I definitely, awesome. me and my parents kicked around. All right, well, I, there was a chance I was going to have to withdraw the semester because, I mean, I couldn't really do class. I couldn't do anything, really. So it was like, all right, well, what am I going to do? And they're like, maybe we should go home. But it was kind of like, well, where am I going to get better treatment at than UNC? I need right. to stay here. And I'm happy I did. I actually took less classes that semester. I only took like two right? Um, and it ended up working out and I, I was able to do that. Um, mm -hmm. It's not but, even like you could take any online either because you can't be looking look at the at screen. Look at the computer. Yeah, yeah right. it was insane. I, yeah. I couldn't watch TV and stuff. It was just, you can't live your life. That's wow. the bottom line. It's yeah. just, you, can, you can't function regularly. And I just remember um, at this point, I kind of didn't know what my future was going to be. My, my, my parents' plan and my plan was, okay, let's get better, then we'll decide about football. Like, right. let's just get back to living life, being able to, like, function. Yeah, yeah. Um, go outside. Yeah, yeah. yeah. let's yeah. be able to, like, function, and then we'll talk about football. But I just remember Ohio State was playing Indiana. It was the first college game, and I just watched them run out of the tunnel, and I just said to myself, like, I'm going to do this again. Yeah. And, I mean, obviously, running out of the tunnel, I think Billy can attest, is there's no better feeling on game day than running out of that tunnel and – all that hard work you put in, you just get to go play in front of all those fans. It's just, it's one of the best feelings in the world. Um, and that's something I definitely miss a lot. Um, yeah. You know, I miss that, that feeling a lot. Well, we'll get it. We'll get into the uh, stuff about football and stuff, but the last thing I'd like to touch on, on this is, and you know, all due respect to coach Fedora. And you know, this is not a uncommon opinion yeah. for college football players, but um, following the season or in the midst of the season, I'm not really sure when it happened, but it was this year. Um, coach Leia Fedora came out. I think it was media day. He came out ACC media day, media, and yeah. we had the, a lot of coaches were talking about concussions. 
And um, he said, quote, I'm not sure that anything is proven that football itself causes CTE. And I just kind of want to, I guess, ask you, a lot of people kind of that don't take the time to look into it will assume it's a myth or will assume it's not real or real will assume... Um, you know, some people get mad at teammates. I've, I've, I've seen people that get mad at their own teammates and oh, he's not concussed or he doesn't have a concussion. So like you, when you see comments like this, how do you, how do you react and how do you think we can do a better job of kind of getting information other than, you know, this is a new thing that we're researching now. How can we spread the information and have people understand what's really going on? Yeah. So, I mean, the first thing I'm going to say is I have the utmost respect for coach Fedor. Um, he recruited me to UNC, gave me the opportunity to come here, and he's been nothing but a class act towards me and a great guy. Um, and to take his words, like, just to take them, you know, what he said, that football doesn't cause CT. Maybe it doesn't, but they've showed that repetitive hits to the head right. do mm. cause CT, and that's, and that's what, what football that's is. What football is. <laughs> that's what so football is. if you want to be technical here, you could make a case, okay, football do- isn't just the cause of right. CT because boxing, UFC, all these right. sports, soccer, right? soccer, right? <laughs> yeah, like yeah. all these sports, or knee, just, or knee you know, hockey in the face. But you also got to think too, like your position. Yeah, you know me, like I, you know, I was able to sit back there and look pretty. You and you as well, Billy. Every play, head to head. Yeah, yeah. head to head. And head-to-head. I think, I think if you look at, I'm gonna, I, I, I look at this quote. And I think a lot of people took it out of context. But when I look at other facts like this, mm-hmm. and it says CTE was found in 99% of deceased NFL football players' brains. Like, that's a shocking statistic, but how much CTE is found in regular people's brains? How yeah. much CTE is found in hockey players' brains? I think, I think what the argument needs to be is not what can football do to make football safer. It's can we make sure we understand what is actually causing these issues and people know how it's happening. Mm. I mean, what if, what if we cut open normal, there's no study that lets us know if regular people have CTE or if if it's one concussion, two concussions, if it's banging your head against a a, a wall when you're walking to the bathroom at two in the morning, like you really like, we don't know. But the fact is football leaves you to a higher risk of getting concussions, which increases your risk of having CTE. So the big question is, what changes do you think you can make to football specifically because that's what we all love mm-hmm. uh, to promote safety, make it a safer game, but also this is what I love, Willie loves, and I'm sure you love, while also keeping the structure of the game that we love as recognizable as possible. Because everybody, tu- nobody tunes in to football to, to watch, watch a two-hand touch, yeah. to watch uh, a seven-on-seven. Seven. Yeah, they love seeing guys get hit over the middle. They love seeing the big hits. They love right. seeing power. They love seeing you know so. What can they do? Yeah. Um, and I really think to kick it off, I think the only the the biggest thing is just making sure that you are fully uh, fully coming forward with look here's the here's the risk. This is the risk. And um, you know because I tell everybody they're like, would you still play football if you knew about the risks and with my back and everything? I was like, listen, with all due respect to Bergen Community College, I would not be at Virginia Tech if it wasn't for football. I agree. Right? <laughs> I would be, I don't know where I would be. I'd be, be. at Montclair, maybe. Exactly. maybe. So, maybe. I mean, it, it opened doors that I really 
not didn't have any business, but wasn't mature enough to obtain myself right. in that uh, section of my life. And like you said, it taught me teamwork, dealing with people that don't look, speak, or maybe pray like me. Like yeah. football has opened up so many doors, but at the same time, you're opened up to a bunch of health risks. So yeah. I think that's where the, the most important thing is. I think without changing the game and the structure of the game that the NFL actually has done a decent job mm -hmm. at clarifying these rules, the targeting thing, hitting a defenseless receiver. I mean, have we gotten ticky-tacky with these calls? Yes, and I think that's really what ruins, ruins the game. But at the end of the day, even with all these studies coming out, the way I feel is these guys know what they're getting into. Yes. they know. If I could go a different route or if I could go back and, you know, say, like, in high school, do I want to stick with baseball or football? Because I, I told you I was a better baseball player than I was a football player. Right. But I love football more. Yeah. I would have stuck with baseball. Yeah. Even just like just knowing the risks. Because I watch it now and I'm like, how did I play through it? Like, yeah. how did I play football? Mm -hmm. You know, and, you know, if I, if my kid wants to play it, I'll let him play it. You know, I did it. If you, mm -hmm. That's what he truly wants to do. But people have to understand the risk involved. And, you know, when you're playing it, like, this this is what you signed up yeah. for. You're right. going to take this risk of getting hit in the head. Mm -hmm. And know? they're not going to change boxing. They're right. not going right. to say it's only body shots for boxing. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, it's you can't it's inevitable. Exactly. And so I, I agree with, with, with Billy's stance on this issue. Um, I think you can educate guys on the risk that they may be taking playing this game, but I don't regret for a second playing football. Mm -hmm. um, just all the lessons, all the people I've met and experienced. Uh, this is the best game in the world. Um, I think the NFL has done a good job of making the game safer, uh, trying to take out the head-to-head -head hits, uh, mm -hmm. really just making defenseless receivers, like you mentioned, Willie, um, just really protecting them and stuff along those lines. But at the end of the day, there's always going to be concussions in football. Always. There's always, never, always. There always is going to be. There's always going to be. And you know what? This is the game we love. And for some people... 60% of Division One football players come from lower economical standards, and football's their way to make it out. It's mm -hmm. their way to obtain greatness, um, per se. It's their right. way to uh, help their families out, and that's how people see this game. Yeah. Um, and for us, um, I love this game more than anything. Yeah. Um, I, I was fortunate enough to grow up in Bergen County, so I can't say I came from the hood, yeah. <laughs> but, but I can say I strive for greatness in this game, um, and I really wanted this game to changed my life monetarily i thought um i had the potential to do and it, it. did it's, it ended up saving you two hundred fifty thousand dollars. <laughs> yeah exactly I, you know, so gave you a um and yeah like billy said i mean i would have no business being at unc i'm not gonna lie i i'm definitely not you straight, your dude. 33 act um but um yeah. i've just been blessed to be go to chapel hill be around great people there and um football was the reason why and you know it's kind of that stepping stone mm -hmm. and it's I've met so many people and done so many cool things with this game that hopefully will help me in later experiences in my life. Um, so to wrap it up, I think they've done a good job making it a little bit safer. I honestly think they should – I mean, when you're a safety and you're breaking down on a slant, like you're not thinking where your helmet's going. You're like, right. you're just going to make you're a – You're tackling the guy. Yeah, you're going to yeah. make a play. You yeah. don't have time. There is no time to Football's think. a reactionary game. It's right. not like, okay, I'm going to mosey down and break down and – you're going to Hug go, them, yeah. Like, down. yeah. <laughs> so I think like they got to understand that you know sometimes like there's nothing you can do right. to do home to home. Now if you're running five steps and boom right to the side of the head, you can control okay that. you can probably control that. But I think the NFL needs to evaluate that a little bit better. But um, I just think you know as technology keep advancing, maybe helmets will get a little bit better. I don't think really helmets do anything to prevent it. Maybe <laughs> yeah, yeah, stuff along those lines. But 
I think that there'll always be concussions. They can, you know, make the game a little bit safer with some of the less head-to-head hits. But um, we love football. I don't want to see it change much. I mm-hmm. think everyone should play. I mean, I think football is a great game. It teaches you so much, and it teaches you to be around so many great people. So I've, if you're a young kid listening in, um, don't be scared. Go and play football. It's the best game in the world. I wouldn't deter somebody from playing football. I would just say, no, it's involved. looking back on it, you probably shouldn't play football before fourth or fifth grade, or eighth oh, grade, right? Like even, eighth grade, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I was erring yeah. on the side of caution, but yeah, eighth, eighth, eighth grade, a second grader shouldn't be doing. Because what do to. you do? What do you do when you play football in second grade? Bowling the ring. You oh, oh, yeah. bowling the ring. <laughs> so, so Emma, Emma's, uh, Emma's younger cousin. She cheerleads. Yeah, she's I don't know, like uh, second, third grade. Mm-hmm. And you know you go there, and these kids—they look like bobbleheads. Yeah, they're boom. <laughs> they're bobble- they're they're boom. None of their equipment fits. None yeah. of their equipment fits. It's the knee pads old. are on the ankles. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, and um, but you know, you actually brought a good um when you were saying you know like a defender coming in hitting with the helmet, you can't control that. But also, you have to look at it from a defender standpoint when you're coming up with these rules, right? Because yeah. now we're seeing the defenders get hurt yeah. because they have to adjust their body for, yeah. on an awkward angle mm-hmm. to make the hit in order to avoid a 15-yard penalty. Well, like yeah. the quarterbacks with the roughing the, yes. the roughing the passer. Yeah. I mean, that's just gotten out of control. It's, it's, got, it's, gotten, out of, it's gotten better as years gone on. Like the first weeks one to three with Clay Matthews, which was is absurd. what I'm hoping the NFL is going to do. I'm hoping that they're just erring on the side of we're going to throw this penalty to enforce it. But, the, you know, the only rule change that I think you can really make is they have to find a way. The kickoffs, there's no creativity in it. It's I'm running full full speed down there, and I'm going to take on a block, and 99% of the time the ball's going to roll up in the end zone anyway. So yeah. these guys are basically yep. just smashing each other for a touchback. Yeah. So I guess you could find a way to take kickoffs out, maybe punts. Um, punts, but, punts would be taken out just from the fact that there's constant penalties. Yeah. No matter what, there's yeah. going to be a flag on a, pl- yeah. on a punt. You know what I never understood? Not to teeter a little bit oh, off track, but... For it. but um, I don't get why they rush the punter. Like I think there's only bad things that either you get a roughing the roughing the punter and when fifteen yard mm-hmm. penalty first down. I just don't think. Yeah, maybe you block it every one in twenty chance, but I think like as a special teams coordinator, just sit back and block. Like, yeah, set up the. I don't understand. Like I've never seen that. Is a good point. You do get. I I would say honestly, you probably get a roughing the punter once a game. Like, like Randy Gregory lot. with the Dallas Cowboys a what, couple weeks ago. twice yeah. in a row? Yeah, and times. it was like, it was huge times in the game. And it's yeah. like, it's just idiotic. It's like, you're going to roll in and it's not even like you're probably doing it on purpose, but it's just not the the best way to right. go about it. Last thing I'll say going off track, because you got, I, I, I'm a big off track guy, <laughs> um, is what shocks me is as coaches move towards more, I'm going to go for it uh, when I'm near the 50. I feel like if you're on the anywhere in between any of the 40s, if you're on your own 40 or their 40, Four I think you 40. should automatically line up in shotgun, see if you get a look you like, and punt it with the quarterback. Yeah. Pooch kick. Pooch. Yeah, there, yeah. I, I feel like that oh, is a the, pooch kick. I feel like that's a little, I had a little think, bit of a, a little bit of a poop. A couple that, 20 yeah, I think that's the wave. I think you line up yeah. if you if you like the look, run it. If you don't like it, punt it. I think you should do that every time. It's not bad. But it's a good move. Yeah, it's not bad. Anyway, draw them off sides. Yeah, yeah. Hard count. Maybe hard. nobody's gonna jump off sides. If you jump off sides on a punt, you're selfish. That's just, just, yeah, yeah, come yeah, on. Yeah, you, you really are. <laughs> Swatch the ball, son. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> come on. So the, I'm really fired up for this next segment, and it's something that um, all three of us have really. Go ahead. Can, can we just conclude real quick? Yeah, conclude. Um, so we've come to the conclusion that if you have a concussion, you feel the same drunk. You feel what? The same drunk. 
Yeah. Uh, I, I would, I, from what you're describing yeah. it as, I think that's the way you're, you'd lose your you're motor skills. You'd, three you'd, bottles of smearing off to the face. Uh, you're yeah. Definitely, <laughs> uh, yeah, there you yeah. go. Um, yeah, so I guess that's, that's the most comparable thing. There it is. Life after sports. I've been looking forward to talk about talking about this, and it's something that I've struggled with. Um, TTU's talked about how it teaches you everything, and you have defined goals. You work really hard. You're doing so. You're doing something every day that's harder than what 99% of the world is doing. And for all of us, this ended. And for 99% of the population, I'd assume sports end before you want them to. Yeah. Um, whether it's taken Very away true. from you or uh, the writings on the wall <clears throat> or whatever. Or it's just your time. Or yeah. it's just your time. Um, it's all she wrote. Yeah, I guess uh, <laughs> let's kind of just go around and talk about how we've struggled with it. And I'll kind of kick it off. Um, you guys all see me as like the happy-go-lucky guy and right, like right. everything's always peachy. And that's who I am. But to be honest, like when football ended, like from second grade on... Like I said, I had somebody tell me where to be, when to be there. You had to do it 100%, and you had very defined goals. My, your goal was either be All-State, get a scholarship, start, um, you know, win a championship, mm-hmm. be the best teammate I can be. Like It's very defined. You know what you're chasing. And you're chasing it with people. You're chasing these goals with your teammates. You're chasing these goals with your, with your coaches, your whoever. And from second grade on, that was it. Your life is structured. You're chasing one thing. You're doing something hard every day. And when that's taken away... I was just kind of at a loss. Like I didn't know, like, like one of the most, one of the biggest eye openers is I like tried to work out by myself. Yeah, that's the biggest struggle. And I'm like sitting in front of a mirror with like a with like a 50 pound dumbbell, like doing a curl. I'm like looking around, no one else is there. I'm like, yo, what the hell's going on right now? I'm I need like, some energy in yeah, here. I'm like, I'm like, I'm not lifting. I'm not lifting to, uh, you know, to be all to safe. drive the yeah. three technique. I'm lifting so I don't get, get diabetes. And it's crazy because like that's obviously more important, but it's not. It doesn't get you fired up. It's not. It's it's not. You miss the team aspect. Yeah. And oh yeah. It's yeah. very different than say being in the military, but you see them struggle with that too when you lose that family, that right. togetherness. And and that's really, I guess, was one of my biggest struggles with just trying to adjust to not having something to chase. I don't know how you guys saw it. Yeah, I mean, for me, it was um, it was it was easier than I thought it would be because simply because of the fact that you know, like both the years was taken like you had your spinal injury, yeah. you had you had a head injury. Yeah. For me, it was just I look. I love football. Like yeah. to this day, I love football. Big I'm, football I'm, guy. I'm a huge football, football guy. guy. I'm into it. I love it, but. I felt I fell out of love playing it. Yeah, yeah. That was my thing. You didn't love going to practice. I hate. Love. I've always hated practice my whole Respect. life. I, I'm Allen Iverson with that. I hate. <laughs> I hate. I'm not practice. a big practice guy either. <laughs> but but I fell out of love with playing the game, and I and I was standing there on the sideline one, one day, and I'm just like, what else could I be doing? Yeah. Like what? I almost felt like it wasn't important anymore. Right. So for me, my biggest challenge besides working out. <laughs> was my biggest challenge was what's my why like what what am i yeah. chasing next yeah. you know what i'm saying like who am i who am i like yeah. what do i want to be what do i want and and look man there's people that are still that are 45 years old you know 20 20 years into their career that are doing what they it, that they don't want to be doing and they don't know what they want to do yeah. they're just doing it to put some food on the table and have a roof or over the head they all, all they know exactly so and and you're right it's a huge life change because everything's so structured the goals are so defined be here at this time. Um, we're going to help you with this. Make sure you study this. Do that. It was also defined and structured that when you're on your own, it's like, you know, a whole new world. And I mean, 
I know you guys were at the bigger D1 schools and not, you know, I was at a Division II school. We didn't get that whole treatment of, you know, like, all right, we're going to put all all your academics, like your schedule yeah. together for you. You know, you got to do this. It, it, there's a difference, yeah. you know. So me, I, I had a little bit of awareness on what some responsibility and, and what I had to do. But then, like I said, it was just finding my why and what to chase next. And TT, when you, um, when you stopped playing, I reached out to you. And what I told you is, hey, man, if there's any advice, because I stopped, I think, like six months before yeah. you or something. If there's any advice, take all the effort and passion you do with football. Yep. Put it into and something else. Put it in something else. Yeah. No matter what, it, read a book. Put that yeah. energy into it. Just make sure you're always doing something. Because mm-hmm. you can't just sit on the couch and get lost. It's a hard transition. It is. Yeah. It is, no doubt. I think it's a... Uh... I mean, yeah, it's extremely tough transition. Um, something I can even say I struggle to this day. Um, mm-hmm. Feel like I've figured out some cool things. I'm working on a pretty cool startup with uh, two fellow Carolina guys who are at Stanford for their MBA and really making some good moves. Um, going to work with the Under Armour All American Game in a couple of weeks. So definitely some cool things on the horizon. But like you guys both talked about, um, football's what defined us for so long. Um, I was never one of those guys who were just naturally gifted. I had to work for everything I ever had. Um, I was lucky to be around great trainers and great coaches, but um, I really grinded and um, grinded hard to get where I wanted to be. Um, and just when football was, I'm going to say, taken away from me, because it, it was, I, I didn't, I mean, I made the choice at the end of the day, no one took my helmet, but um, one freak hit kind of led to that. Um, I really like, didn't know what to do. Um, right. Like Billy talked about, no one was telling me, okay, like go do this, go lift, like so you could start next year and be all ACC again. Or, or go- so we don't take your scholarship. So it was definitely a tough transition. Um, I was lucky enough to really just, I'm obsessive. So I started getting really into like reading about like technology and and cryptocurrencies and blockchain and it kind of just filled my time voided yeah, for a little yeah. bit um and like you said willie um it's just about finding something you're passionate about mm-hmm. and going 110 miles an hour but the one thing i can say about athletics but i'm going to say more pointedly towards football it teaches you so many lessons yeah now those lessons that it teaches you you have to be able to pull out and transfer to something else right but a lot of people don't know how to work well with teammates. Not a lot of people can have a goal and, you know, work every single day for 12 Saturdays, you know, or just be like obsessive about being the best. And those are some things that employers and people who are humongous CEOs, like they love to hire athletes because Mm. these guys are goal oriented. They know how to work hard. They're going to work hard for you. They're on time time. and, and stuff along those lines. So, I mean, it's definitely a tough transition. Um, I miss just like the short-term successes that you see inside of football um, because, you know, for football and athletics, you can measure your success week after week. Um, you know, how you do in the game, how your team right. does, your individual success. You can see it in life. Um, you don't really get those like successful moments until, you know, maybe you hit it big or you're like crushing life. You have a great title. Um but you just have to keep chugging along. Like Willie said, you got to look for like little victories here and there and mm-hmm. make sure you're still moving yeah. forward. But um, obviously, um, when you watch football, and I don't know how you guys feel about this, I mean, you, you get sick to your stomach a little bit. Um, you still love it, and obviously it's great to watch, and I watch it all the time. But mm-hmm. just to think about, okay, maybe I could have been doing this or um, stuff along those lines. But um, I really – it's been a tough transition, but I feel like I've handled it better than a lot yeah a lot of people 
I'd say what I, what has helped me the most hung up podcast uh, hung up. I'm I'm getting to that. Yeah, is, 100%. is having something you're 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 checking for. boxes. You yeah. know what I mean? Like like I went through a period where I would sit in my bed and I w- I would like I'd watch videos on YouTube all day and like. I'd wake up at 11 and I'm like, oh, well, what am I doing today? Like, I had nothing I was chasing. Yeah. Like, right. I was like, oh, I'll go work out today or something. But, like, actually, like, when I actually sat down, I was like, look, like, I'm going to plan my life. I'm going to have goals for the week. I'm going to, you know, plan my day. And, you know, you go through a day. And and in all seriousness, it sounds corny, but, like, going through a day and saying, like, oh, I got I got all my goals done today. Yeah. Or I got – I made this many phone calls I needed to make. I touched base with this person. I – um, I cleaned my closet, like something stupid, but like mm-hmm. getting, something getting something done, done. is the, yeah. I think is the first step of, cause the real challenge again for me was again, just challenging yourself day to day and doing mm-hmm. something like say you're going to do something, do it and then accomplish it. Yeah. And th- that was a, that was something that really helped me, uh, make that transition. See, see, this is where, um, for me, sports came into play, right? Mm-hmm. Like into a huge transition. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've always, you know, when I ended, obviously didn't know what I want to do, but I knew, I knew one day I would find what I wanted to do. Right. Right. And I, and I've gotten a lot closer to that than when I stopped playing. So basically what, what I started to do was I prepared myself like I was the backup, but it's going to be my time on game day. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I went through my weeks or, you know, months, days, whatever. And I'd read, I'd study uh, successful people. I'd prepare, I'd wake up early. I'd eat, I'd fuel my body the right way. I'd prepare my mind and body for when that time came. Like you were Jeff I, Bezos' backup. Exactly. Like, yeah. Exactly. Like oh, Jeff Bezos going down. Every time says, hey, Will, I'm in the game. Will, we need you in here. Yeah. I'm in the game. Call the relief. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'd be, I'd be ready. I was That's keeping. Genius, those, I was That's keeping genius. those good habits. Yeah. And I still do. I mean, do I like to sleep in time to time? Yeah. Everybody likes yeah. to sleep in time to time. This whole. 4 a.m., you know, 4 a.m. wake up bullshit that people say, you know, like, I believe it here and there, but everybody needs sleep. Yeah. It's what you do with the time that you're awake. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I couldn't, and I really wish, seriously, like, I remember, I, I literally texted you one day, and I was like, dude, I don't know what's going on, and I'll never forget this. The, de- the, the thing you said to me was, you said, dude, just make your bed. Like make your bed, Sorry, make your, like make like your bed. check something off the list. Obviously, my bed is not made today. It is not but made. Well, <laughs> I'll be honest, there's not much to make. There. <laughs> <laughs> it's but, a small blanket. But that but that spoke volumes to me because it was like, yo, listen, like that's what I needed. I needed to accomplish something every day, and then you know we go from one to two to three, and and, mm-hmm. and you know people may be listening to this and like, wow, listen, like these guys sound like idiots, but like that's really what it was like. It was hard to <clears throat> to do that, and I think to take this a step further is looking at athletic departments at division one level. Um, you know, I owe so much credit to Rindy and, uh, Corey bird and a bunch of people in my, uh, service, uh, academic student athlete, academic support service group. Um, you know, uh, help with Danielle and all these people that you have so many resources to help you succeed. And it's awesome. It is. But it's almost to a fault to where you're not really doing anything yourself except playing football. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like right. you show up, it's I, – I don't mean to be harsh, but if you're failing classes, you're like a jerk. Yeah. If you're failing all your classes <laughs> in a Division One school, you're a jerk. You must not care yeah. you're, and you're not applying. You have to – You have to, put, you have to try. To you have to literally just show up and like not have headphones. Yeah. And like you'll be okay because yeah. you have every single resource. But I think it's up to you to really – 
I'm speaking to people who are in college football now or college athletics. You really need to make sure on your end that you're handling some of this stuff on your own. Yeah. Like you can't just go down this thing like a like a uh, like a water slide yeah. like, and just you know be focused on ball because. It's gonna end with me when it when it, it ends, ended my junior it ends year for everybody. Yeah, exactly when it ended my junior year. Thank God I had <clears throat> I would rather be playing football, but thank God I had that year where it was like the football team was still there. I was still talking. I was still mm -hmm. going to practice, but at the same time, like it was like, yo, it's up to you to pass your classes. Right. Like we're not gonna make you run. We're not gonna make you do anything. Like you have to do that. And it was a lot more challenging than I thought it would be. Yeah, honestly, in all seriousness, I I can agree more, Billy. I uh, you know. At these Division One schools, there's a ton of resources, and they want to help the student athletes, and rightfully so. Guys come from all different backgrounds and demographics, and people are don't come from the greatest schools. And some guys really need the extra resources, mm -hmm. and obviously, you need they help you with the planning, your schedule, and all this stuff. I think uh, you know one key thing that I've seen is just a lot of guys don't have internships. They don't have experience to do stuff outside of football. Right. All their eggs are in one basket, and a lot of people live under this fallacy that they're going to go to the NFL. Um, and sometimes it just makes me laugh because it's like, dude, listen, like you're not even playing here at UNC. Like, you have a backup how are you going to go play in the NFL? And, mm -hmm. and not that you shouldn't dream and dream big and have goals right. because you should, but sometimes it's all about being realistic. You got to be realistic. Um, I just think that departments can do a better job of bringing in prevalent alumni and guys who've been okay. there and have mm -hmm. done it have played football and now are out in the real world and succeeding and achieving great things to come in and talk to the guys and really get them thinking about life outside of football um i think unc does a decent job I'll just be honest of doing it not great not terrible but um i think they surround them players with maybe a mentor even too maybe you go to school you have a mentor of a guy who played football in carolina and is now out in the real world and it's a guy that you can sure. talk to a guy who you could ask questions to a guy mm -hmm. you could tell when he's when, been there and done that yeah, yeah. and i yeah. think that would pay real dividends to student athletes and make them really wrap their minds around okay well what am i going to do af mm -hmm. after school um what am i interested in because mm -hmm. a lot of times you don't really know industries like right. playful, like i have no like you know, like medical device sales. Like who yeah. even knows there's medical <laughs> device sales? Like going to work for Stryker. It's like one of the, the best industries you could go work in right I now. Actually, I've just found that out too. Yeah. My girlfriend's yeah. mom's in medical sales and yeah. she's like, and I was like, what's the Stryker company that keeps yeah. coming up? She goes, oh, they're phenomenal. Oh, they're, they're in Mawa. They're a big deal. Yeah. <laughs> they're, they're, they're like, they're, if you work for them, you can work for any sales company you want. Yeah. Like it's unbelievable. And I'm like, oh. So, yeah, but I don't know nothing about med, medicine or anything. But so. the thing is, I think, with, and I'm going a little off track, I think, like, if you can sell, if you can sell, you can sell. You yeah. Know? You could sell anything. And I think selling is really just having a personality. Personality. Yeah. And once yeah. you have the personality, then uh, you got to know. Well, then you got to smart. You, you got to know what you're selling. And, yeah. and what you have to be selling is it has to, like, be of value. Yes. You know yes, what I mean? Yes. Like, if you're selling something that's a good that's a good service, like, you're and you have a good personality, you're gold. Oh, you're you know not know exactly. I mean? But if you're out there selling fax machines in 2018, like, you can have. Stalk you can be as fun as you want. If the guy's buying it, he probably likes you a little bit. Yeah. You know? So I'll, I'll help you. Out. Good point, Billy. Good I, point. I'd say I'd say I'd say my thing, um, and this is not something that a school can provide. Is I can't stress enough. You need to. You should meet somebody new and develop a connection every day. Whether it's a teacher, yeah. whether it's a, a donor, whether it's a, a fan. You're somebody who matters on campus if you're a Division One athlete. Yeah. And people gravitate towards you. But don't just have it on the level of, oh, you know, that's 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 T.T. Hatton or that's, you know, uh, whoever. You know, you want 
you want them to look at you as, oh, you know, he, how can I help him achieve what he wants to achieve? Right. And if they look at you on that level, people will go the extra mile to help you. To help you. I mean, people want to help people. It's a natural human type deal. And, you know, you would, in the first place, even if you go to league, you don't want to be just looked at as some dumb jock. You want people, it's good to have people that you can call and, and that will keep you at the forefront of their mind trying to help you. And yeah. I think that's something that's on the athlete and honestly, everybody should do is try to meet somebody new and develop a connection. I'm To this day, I'm, I reach out to multiple people a day just, just saying, how can I help you? Yeah. Like, what can I do for you? What are you working on yeah. right now? Exactly. Yeah. Like, what can I do for you? You know, when I transferred out of Assumption and I went to Rutgers, that was my that was my really my first big lesson. Well, I guess you consider not making it to Division mm-hmm. One school was a lesson of life doesn't always happen for you. Yeah, but this was a real life experience. Now, I tra- I'm not a, I'm not a football player anymore. I transferred to Rutgers. They they go and I'm on the phone with them. They go, oh, everything will transfer. All your credits will transfer. You're good to go. I get there. I go to register for classes. Guess what? Nothing transferred over. I'm signed up in the school. Everything. I am now two years behind. I do not know anybody that can help me. I made no connections there. And basically, I went home and I was like, Mom, I don't think I want to go to school anymore. And she's like, you're going to school. I'm like, I'm two years behind. So basically, I went there and I figured out the courses I could take that are going to help me when I transfer. That could transfer over. And, and now I'm only a semester behind that Ramapo. Awesome. But you see what I'm saying? Like, you got there's, it's though. a it's yeah. a real life scenario where your life is gonna smack you in the face yeah and it's gonna you know it's gonna kill you life's gonna kill you but you gotta mm. bounce back and no yeah. one's there you gotta figure it out yourself how to get shit done and no one's there for no one feels bad for you right that's no one, one feels and bad that's for one you. thing that you know stopping to play football my mentor uh, Mr Jim Tracy who I'm really close with from Glen Rock um, he told me these words he's like when you're done playing football or when something happens in life you hit adversity you have two choices. Either you could lay down and cry, or you could get up and keep fighting. Right. And those words have really paid dividends in my life. Yeah. Um, I'm never going to just lay down and feel sorry for myself. No one is going to feel sorry for you. No. It's up to you to kind of make uh, the most of your life and make the most of situations. But I agree so much with what you said, Billy. I think athletes, like, got people want to help us out. Um, yeah. They do. They, they see us competing at a high level. They know how hard we work. And... It's about making good relationships with these guys and showing them that you're grateful for their service, whether they're a donor, whether they're a coach, wh- whoever exactly. they are, they're fans. And it's making people feel good about themselves. And one thing my mom always says is treat the janitor like you would treat the CEO. Right. And those are 100%. some of the best some of the best advice you could ever hear. I'm, I'm telling you, not just because I said it, but I'm right. just saying like in general – that people really see how you talk to That's right. people who maybe you can perceive as not being as important. Everyone's important. Everyone Everybody's has value, important. you know, and just treat everyone well and don't feel like, you know, playing Division One football or whatever when you achieve greatest. Stay humble. Like, be humble. Like, don't act like an asshole at the end mm-hmm. of the day. Like, yeah. be walk around and be proud of who you are and your family and where you come from, but be humble and help people out. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that people look at you and they'll be like, wow, this guy is a really good guy. He's a great football player, but he's an even better person. Right. You know? And you shouldn't do it because you hope somebody will pay you off on the back end. Yeah. <laughs> but that's usually how it, but that's how it works. There. Yeah. There's like, people just out don't, there. If everybody was not an asshole, the world would be so much of a better oh, place. Nobody yeah. likes an asshole. Nobody's going to no go out of their way to help an asshole. No one likes an asshole. Yeah. No one likes a bully. No one likes an asshole. Just like you said, treat Jenner like like the CEO and yeah. you'll be fine. You'll be great. Guys, that was a bunch of fun. I think that's a conversation that um, We're gonna do our is... Break. Uh, well, we went on a second. I just want to say, I think that's a conversation that, um, you know, a lot of people wouldn't 
understand or be right. able to wrap their but head around. But at the same time, a lot of people need to hear. A hundred, a hundred and ten percent. So, TT, if you don't mind, yeah. we're gonna talk a little NFL. We're gonna pick these college bowl games. Yeah, fifty um, minutes into the show, here's yeah. Sports so we're gonna do a little. Uh, we're gonna do a little sports. A little weird episode for you guys, but do I you hope have you the enjoy games it. Because I, uh, I do, I, I do. So we're gonna talk about a couple of things going on in the NFL real quick when we mm-hmm. uh, mm-hmm. preview these bowl games. Okay. Willie, we're gonna get one more uh, episode in before. I uh, ship my stuff up. The takeoff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah you're right, you're right, you're right. That. Tonight, and we won't get into how many bowl games there are, but there are too many, and just when I read the title, you'll know there are too many. Okay, Tonight too, we have the Cherry Bundy Boca Raton Bowl between UAB. What do you think they get for gifts for that? I don't know. Dude, some of those bowls, if we played it, and sorry to go on this no, no, banter, no, go but ahead, we man. played in El Paso, Texas at uh-huh. the Sun Bowl. And we got the sickest gifts. Because <laughs> yeah. like, that chair, that's what Billy got yeah, right like, there. Oh, they know, like, okay, your bowl game isn't that great. Like, El Paso, like, yeah, you're right next yeah. to Juarez. Like, maybe you die, maybe you don't. But, hey, we're going to give you some sick gifts, you know? <laughs> they, they do a good job. I went to, I, I'll tell you, the one bad, uh, I went to the military bowl, which is great. Um, Virginia Tech's actually playing in it against the exact same team they played in it in 2014. Uh, but we got a, um, we got an Xbox. Um, I mean, that was the best. We got an Xbox. And yeah. then we went to That's Shreveport. That's all you need. Went Shreve- to Shreveport. Shreveport is... I don't recommend visiting it. Yeah. <laughs> Not much in Shreveport. I heard it's terrible. I had mononucleosis and the flu at the same time. Oh I lost 35 pounds. Oh and I, I ate two pieces of bread the entire time I was down there. It was the worst weekend of my life. But I got that beautiful chair... Um, you get great gear. I mean, yeah. like, bowl games are great. They're fun, honestly. Um, There's definitely incentive to make So, it I don't know what you get for the Cherry Bundy or Boca Raton Bowl, but you can look up these gifts. Like, yeah. I remember when we got to our bowl games, you'd go online and say, oh, what were the gifts here? But, um, so the Cherry Bundy, Boca Raton Bowl, we got UAB. You can't even say it. Cho- cherry, Bundy, Boca, Raton, Bowl. Well, they're in Boca Raton, so I mean, you they're in Boca. I mean, you can't beat the weather. My old roommate, Assumption, he, he lives in Jupiter, right down the yeah, street from Boca. Yeah, that's it. And he sends me a video. He puts up on a story yesterday uh, of his backyard, nice, beautiful pool, yeah, it just palm looks trees, like a sun, and he's yeah. like, great day to have a great day. And I said, great day to something explicit. You want to see the gray sky? It's like, great day to something explicit for putting up this post, but yeah. So we got UAB, by the way. Big hats off to UAB, bringing their football yeah. program back. They're in a bowl game. Yeah, they're playing now Northern that's Illinois. A, that's, a, that's a back. That's a that's back a back, back. It's not yeah. It's not like Texas back. It's no, UAB's it's, back. You literally weren't a team. Yeah, and now you're but, a team again. So you're UAB is the most back that I think ever. We've ever seen. It's the biggest yeah. back. So UAB. I'm gonna go with UAB just because I like them. Uh, Vegas has the line at Are minus two and a half to play Northern Illinois, who's kind of falling off. They were good for a while. They played. Uh, they got that one pretty good corner, game. right? Yeah, they're so sneaky. They're I'm not going to lie to you. Right. I don't know anything about either of these teams, but yeah. I'll go with UAB. All right, I'll go with Northern Illinois. I'll, I'll go with UAB. I, they almost won their conference, right, this I year? think they won their conference. I'm going they with UAB. Their they won their they conference. They won their conference. All right, yeah. I'm, I'm I think they're gritty, you know. They're, people gritty. have been sleeping on them, and they're going to come back and nice. shock some heads. Are we doing this for – how many bowl games do we have that we're going to be well, I don't know, until, until after Christmas, because that's when we'll meet again. It's not, dude. We're just gonna run through them. We don't have to do a diatribe for all of them, but I, I, I kind of enjoy it. Right. DXL Frisco Bowl in Frisco, Texas. We got San Diego State going against Ohio. Period. Ohio. Just Ohio. Ohio. Um, Ohio is three point favorites. San Diego State had a great running back last year. That guy Rashad Penny was a beast. Went to Seahawks, right? In the yes. first round. Yeah. Um, Ohio always has a good football team. Again, I don't. I'm not gonna lie to you. I don't know a lot about these teams. I'm gonna go with Ohio. I'm gonna pick a name out of a hat. Okay. To determine the winner of this game. And we don't have a hat. Um, Imaginary hat, picks it out, opens it up. What do you got? Whoever's... Who's the other team? San Diego State. <laughs> San Diego State. <laughs> we go San Diego State. What do you got, TT? 
Wow. Um, so I'm going to say, Bo, I don't really know much about either of these teams, but where's the game at? Frisco, Texas. Frisco, Frisco Texas. Texas. Neither team is probably going to travel well. Yeah, I can't yeah. imagine wow. any of these fan bases. I think San Diego State's I think the, Az- it's I think the Aztecs, right? San Diego. Yeah, Aztecs. Yeah. It's a cool I think they're going to. Yeah, they got gonna, a cool nice. mascot. They're uh, going to shock the world. <laughs> nice. you know? Three points, <laughs> guys. I guess so. You know, Frank. You guys remember Frank Newtile? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, Great yeah. Guy. Last year, Temple, Temple played in the Bad Boy Mowers Gasparilla Bowl. They had the worst announcers in the universe. <laughs> Oh and my God! He was calling game. him Nut Tile. They, no, they called him Frankie Juice. Ju- oh, that's his game. nickname, Frankie Juice. But the announcers were like, like, Frankie like Juice. freaking out about this. Frankie they were Juice. Like losing their minds. Like every time he did, he had like a three-yard scramble. They're like Frankie Juice. So I don't know. Bad Boy Mower Gasparilla Bowl in Tampa, Florida. You got South Florida versus Marshall. I'm going South Florida. I think South Florida's got the athletes. There, it's basically a home game. Um... Yeah, I'm going with South. Sure. They're actually playing in Raymond James Stadium, which is the Buccaneers Stadium, Same. which is where South Florida plays their home games, I believe. So I'm going to go with South Florida. I will too. Okay. Well, talk oh, about okay. a talk about a lousy uh, bowl experience for the South Florida, <laughs> but uh, I'm going to go South Florida okay. too. I, think I wonder it makes if they sense. get a lawnmower for that. <laughs> Two games on the 21st. We got the Mockers Wanted Makers Wanted Bahamas Bowl at Whoa. Thomas A. Robinson National Stadium. A real a real classic here. Yeah. Um, <laughs> We got Florida International versus Toledo. Toledo five point favorites, but I'm always rolling with Coach Kiffin. I'm gonna go with that. Wait, he's at he's FAU. at FAU. I'm tripping. Okay, That's so yeah, I'm going Butch. with Toledo. That's I'm Butch go- Davis. Butch Davis. Yeah, so I'm going with Toledo. I'm going with Toledo. Um, I don't know go- anything about him. Yeah, I don't know anything either. Um, and I think that it's in the Bahamas, and Toledo's from Ohio. They might, you know, get sucked <laughs> away by the weather. So I'm gonna, <laughs> they might be, like, vacation yeah. now. And like, Florida, the FAU, they're used to it. They're, yeah. So I'm going to go FAU. Okay. Okay. They probably do spring break in freaking Nassau. <laughs> so, um, famous. I mean, the fight there is only, like, uh, oh, dude. Only, like, hundred. Take a boat. Talk, talk about this uh, bowl location. We were talking about Shreveport. Famous Idaho Potato Bowl in Boise, Ohio. Idaho. Oh, man. If there was a bowl that I didn't want to go to, I can. I, I would. I promise it's that one. one. It's yeah, that yeah. one. I do not want to go to Idaho Ever. for any reason. No. When I was fun fact, when I was in high school at, at my old the public school in my town, this kid would take a yearly vacation to Idaho. <laughs> I can't imagine that he enjoyed it. He, you know, was, was he weird? Hot. Yeah, yeah, he was. He, yeah, probably, he was, he was probably all over. It. He was very weird. <laughs> he, ate that, he ate that shit up. Yeah, he was all about all about the potatoes. I know where I'm going. They're 12 point underdogs, <laughs> but Najee Harris, go, Najee, uh, Najee Clayton goes there. Oh, I'm Western rooting Michigan? for Western Michigan over BYU. Yeah, I'll go Western Michigan. Hell yeah, okay. let's do it. What up, G? It's been a while. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully you're tuned in, G. We nice. are. We're rooting for you. Uh, um, uh, unfortunately, I'm gonna have to go with BYU. Okay, okay. Uh, that's yo. It's but he does against... what I don't do. I pick with my heart when I gamble, and it bites me in my ass every time. Yeah, you do that because yeah, <laughs> yeah, time. you did that for Michigan Ohio State, which every is so time. dumb. Every time, um, the Jared Bingham Birmingham Bowl. Oh man, Memphis is playing in Birmingham. That's like a a a a, 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 a car ride. Uh, 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 that's like a uh, car uh, ride. Uh, that sucks. Uh, 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 Memphis versus Wake Forest. I'm gonna go with Memphis, Memphis because I watched that running back absolutely go yeah. off against Daryl Henderson. Yeah, he's a beast. He's gonna play. Oh wait, he did oh, play for the draft. Maybe definitely not playing. This, this drives me nuts. Okay, I'm gonna do this. If Daryl Henderson, Daryl Henderson is, is playing, playing Memphis. Memphis. If, if he's, he's not, not, who's the other team? Wake Forest? Wake Forest. <laughs> yeah, I'm. I'm gonna say boo. I'm gonna go with Memphis. Um, 
the barbecue there is impeccable. And <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to roll with the Memphis. Oh, no. All right. Poe. They got some notable alumni, so. They did. Dude, you, this guy studied yeah, up wow. for him. <laughs> Lockheed Martin Armed Forces Bowl, Houston versus Army. I'm going to be completely honest. And it'll piss my brother off. Army's got a good football team. Yeah. Like a solid, they play very good defense. Yeah. They got a player's coach. Um, I think this is for their 10th win this season. Uh, they're having an unbelievable year. Houston, you got guys fighting on the sideline over sweatshirts. Oh, Ed I don't Oliver's know. not playing. I don't know. Ed Oliver's, Ed Oliver's not probably not playing. Dude, Games is in he, Fort is he, Worth. Seriously, is it, I don't want this to sound dumb. No, is he ahead. as good as everybody's hyping him up to be? I haven't watched enough, but from what I understand, he's pretty good. He's just small. I hear people comparing him to Aaron Donald because Aaron Donald's small. Okay, we, people he's, need not to Aaron, chill out. he's not people Aaron. He's not Aaron. Need to stop. He yeah, his sack numbers haven't been great. That's what the big mm. thing against him. But he does eat double teams for breakfast. Nice. He is the ghost of Stonewall Jackson. You wow. know, wow. yeah, the ghost of Stonewall, Stonewall Jackson. Jeez. Yes. Wow. So Thanks. no, but um, I. Bateman is at UNC now, the defensive coordinator, mm-hmm. um, which I think is a big blow for Army. But um, I think Army all day. I yeah, think they're too I gritty. Too. I don't. I think they're fighting on the silence. Army's too gritty yeah. for the. My thing too, man, is like, how interested is Houston in a bowl game in Fort Worth, Texas? Like Army's fired up. They're like, we're gonna win ten games. Like yeah. we beat Navy. Like yeah. you know, I'm going with Army. I I'm think it's Army all around the Dollar General Bowl, Buffalo versus Troy. Don't know anything about either, but I know Buffalo boat raced Rutgers at Rutgers. So Which isn't saying much. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry the hot take. <laughs> I saw um on Twitter the other day. Oh, dude, I don't know who tweeted it, but they were like, Oh, they were saying North Dakota State should be moving up to the FBS and, and they can, you know, run some people over. Uh-huh. And someone replied. <laughs> Yeah, meanwhile, Rutgers just lost to Don Bosco in the state. Wow, <laughs> 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 that is savage. I was like, wow. <laughs> Sorry, Jersey fans. We're not taking any no, shots here. We love all, you we're guys. We're just being honest. Yeah, I mean, we're just being I shoot you straight. I think... Um, I want to like Rutgers so bad. Me sucks. too. I, I want them to I win. went there. Hmm? It was horrible. No, actually, the food banging. <laughs> really? Yeah, on uh, on uh, College Ave. Oh, it's not the man. most... It's just not, good too. Just not the most aesthetic, you know. It's not I can't the most imagine. Aesthetic. I can't imagine walking out of my dorm and getting on a bus to go to class. It's not. It's not. It's not cool. Um, not- <laughs> it's a pain in the ass. To yeah. Be, if we're being quite honest, uh, sometimes sometimes the buses don't even stop at the stop. They just go. That you need to get off of, and they they go from there to another campus. That's a problem. Yeah, it's a huge That's problem. problem. That's a problem. That we'd a problem. be fu- we'd be fighting on the bus. Yeah. <laughs> I'd be hollering. Yeah, we'd, who, be, we'd have a problem. Yeah, who was this game fun. again that we were? Buffalo versus Troy in the Dollar Buffalo. General Bowl in Mobile, Buffalo. Alabama. For routing Rutgers, as you said, I'm going Buffalo, and plus they produce Cleo Max, so I'll take yeah. it. Yeah. And they have yeah. a sick receiver this year. Do they? they have a first-rounder, I think, receiver. Have you watched and every court. team this year? No, I watch. <laughs> yeah. I, I watch. The the their quarterback is good, too. Buffalo, I think, all day roll. Okay. Nice. SoFi Hawaii Bowl. What's, Very cool. I want to go. I I don't know. It must be some new technology. Are you saying <laughs> sci-fi? No, SoFi. S O F I. Hawaii Bowl. Louisiana. <laughs> Hawaii. <laughs> Louisiana Tech versus Hawaii. Oh, I'd go to um. That. I don't even know what to say about this. Uh, <laughs> I'll go with Hawaii because it's a home game. People are probably listening. To this like this is actually phenomenal because they feel the same way. Yeah, <laughs> I, I'm gonna go with. Hawaii. I'm gonna go with Hawaii. Because it's I've always game. wanted to go there. They got the haka. And yeah, they got yeah. that. Yeah. yeah. So I'm going to go Hawaii just because I like Hawaii. I would go there, Not but the football you'd be so team. lonely, man. What do you mean, bro? I'd go for 10 days and you explore. Oh, I thought you meant go to school there. No, 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 no. Okay. 
and not to go against a gridiron here. I'm going to go Louisiana Tech. They always kind of sneak up, and they're kind of – They produced that one slot receiver yeah, last he, year. Um, uh, um, I know exactly what you're talking about, too. Yeah. Uh, Trent Taylor? Trent, yeah, was something it? like was Trent. It, it was something like that. Trent Williams. Trent. No, no, no. It was Trent Taylor. Trent the name Young. Trent Taylor is – he, short white receiver. Yeah, short white receiver. I He's didn't like want right, to. He was uh, he was in the same class as Cooper Cup. Yeah, drafted? Cooper Cup. He drafted. Yeah. He did yeah, third he round. Get drafted. Oh. I think he might be on the 49ers. Yeah. He's on the 49ers. So Connor yeah, Taylor. I'm gonna go Louisiana He's on the 49ers. Okay. Confirmed. We'll in see. my head. Okay. Boom. Respect. 26th, serve pro first responder bowl. Hats off to the first responders, but again, I don't know. Do you guys get like a, a fireman's helmet for this game? I don't. Know. That'd be kind of cool. I'd I'd hang it up. Yeah, like a legit fireman's yeah. helmet. That'd be cool. Boston College versus Boise State. Wow. Boston College lost their offensive coordinator. He took the job at Bowling Green, I think. Yeah, mm. Bowling Green. Uh, Scott Leffler, a Virginia Tech, Tech special. special yeah. um, uh, we got them going up against Boise State. Um, oh, boy. I hate Boise because of their blue field. I know. And Boston College is a tough, grinded out, power football team. Have you ever played team. on a blue field? No, I have no interest. I think I have. Like in New Jersey? No, um, New Haven. You know they New do Haven. have a they have a blue field. Yeah, yes, I played on it. It's it's really annoying. That is a, that's it's very annoying. To play what on. is is it any different from us? A regular field, but it's blue. It's just you just it's just blue. like it's constantly in your head. Yeah, like holy yeah, shit, I'm on a You look field. down expecting to see the grass and like you it's think blue. you're in the water. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you're like, am I swimming? You're like, what am I doing? It's just like it's <laughs> oh it's it's kind of a pain. I'm not gonna lie to you, it's kind of a pain. I'm gonna go with Boston College. They run the ball well. I'll go with Boston College. I mean, I feel like I feel like when you get a new coordinator, they run basic stuff and they've run basic stuff all year. You know what you know how they should pick these games or how we should pick them? We should pick who's gonna get the best gifts. You know what I mean? It should be like a bowl bracket. Yeah. Because yeah. no one knows these bowls, but like, is the Idaho Potato Bowl going to get better gifts than the Hawaii Bowl? You can look them up. We I can know. do that next episode. I'm going to go Boston College, too. I think uh, yeah. Dazio does a good job there. Um, I like him, too. Tommy I Sweeney, like our, our boy from Jersey. Yeah, yeah, Nolan Borges. Yeah, Nolan. We got, we got, we got one, two, three, four, five left. Five Dude, left. Two. Rapid fire, rapid fire. Minnesota versus Georgia Tech. Quick lane bowl. <sighs> Minnesota, Minnesota. Minnesota. I'm Minnesota. going Georgia, Georgia Tech. Tech. The coach Georgia retired. Tech. It's Georgia his last Paul game. Paul Johnson. Yeah, it's his last Georgia game. Tech. They got to win for Georgia Tech. I can't wait to see their faces. PJ we'll Fleck. Five plays in the playbook. <laughs> <laughs> so they come out in the spread, five wide. <laughs> Cheese it Bull. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, my God. Chase Field in Phoenix. The gifts. Um, we got California Cal versus TCU. TCU has sucked this year. Yeah. Very, very surprisingly. Cal's pretty bad too. Um, I'll go with TCU. They played Ohio State well. Um, I'll go with TCU. I know Vic Ward. I like that. Like Shout the out colors. to you. Good luck against Cal. TCU. I'll go TCU. Yeah. Horn Frogs. Yeah. Horn Frogs. LT. Um, Walk On Independence Bowl. That's just Walk On as the name. Yeah. Like all yeah. due respect to Walk Ons, but like I'm on the I'm on the Walk On Bowl. What up, Walk On you? Yeah. Walk On Independence Bowl. Temple versus Duke. Yo. Their coach, the Temple coach, got me fired up. I don't know if you guys saw that video went viral. I saw the coach that. getting like Manny Diaz. Like, we're gonna no, no, no. The, no, the, the stand-in coach. coach at Temple was like, "We're gonna play Temple football. And we're gonna be tough." Yada yada. He was yada. screaming. It wasn't a regular. He was screaming. At it, the was awesome. it was awesome. It, it was a pump up. He's like, "We love to Shreve. the press." He's like, "We're gonna go to Shreveport and it's gonna be great." And I was like, "All right, guy." But you know, Shreveport sucks. But if Shreve. you want to get yourself listen, excited, listen, I'm gonna go with Temple. Yeah, sure, Temple. <laughs> I'm going to screw... Fuck the Dukies. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go Temple. Uh, I think they're gritty guys. At Frankie Juice. What okay. up? Frankie yeah. Juice. It's senior year, right? Yeah, Frank? Don Bosco boy, Jersey boy. Frankie Newts. New Era Pinstripe Bowl. Okay. Right over the bridge in Yankee Stadium. 
This is a fun matchup. Miami versus Wisconsin. Wow. Um, in a pinstripe. Miami is four They played last favorites. year. I'm, ta- I'm taking Did they really? They, played, they did. This is a rematch. In the this is a rematch. Wisconsin won. Yeah. Miami lost like their last five I'm, games of I'm the season. I'm taking Wisconsin. 100%. I will take Miami. I, I'm going to take Wisconsin based because I really think Miami is going to struggle now and next year without Manny Diaz. I think Manny Diaz. I just is think a that Wisconsin has the best running back in, in college football. Yeah, he. I haven't Jonathan heard of, Taylor, I haven't, New Jersey, Jersey boy, is he balling out. Yeah, he's been balling out for two years. What's up with their team? Oh, I, that I can't. I mean, you're the remember at the beginning of the year they're like, they're like, oh my god, what? Yeah, Wisconsin, yeah. this is their this is their year. I guess the uh, white guys didn't come through this year. Have you seen their campus though? No, is it insane? Unbelievable. I thought it would be like in the middle of nowhere. No, it's on the water. It's in Madison, yeah. Yeah, it's on. It's beautiful. Wow, beautiful. Madison is sick. Yeah, it's sick. Stuff. So I'm gonna. So I'm kicking the can around here. Um, I think Miami obviously doesn't do well in the cold. It's gonna be probably pretty chilly. Mm. Wisconsin eats the cold for breakfast. Um, with nails. But also, too, the quarterback play for Wisconsin hasn't been stellar this that, year. Yeah, well, neither has Miami's. Miami's. So yeah. I'm going to go Wisconsin. I think Jonathan nice. Taylor's going to. It's the recipe. They're going to really hand the ball off 30, 45 yeah. times. Yeah. Just and Miami's just, they're they're not suited for the cold. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be chilly. So let's go Badgers. Okay. Nice. All right. Badgers all around. On Wisconsin. Last game. I bet you get cool gifts for this. <clears throat> Academy Sports Outdoors Texas Bowl. Like, if you love the outdoors, you yeah. probably get, like, yeah. a tent and, like, you know. Some cool like, some of you would be pumped with yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. Um, Baylor versus Vanderbilt. Wow. I love what Vanderbilt's doing. I, I like I'm, the coach. I'm taking Vanderbilt. I am taking Vanderbilt. I'm going to take Baylor out of respect for my real? old uh, college football, college quarterback, Michael Brewer, his younger brother Charlie, is starting for Baylor. So I'm. Gonna I'm going to stop Baylor. you because you're like your personal decision. Am I doing it again? Your personal things like this. Vanderbilt's is clearly the better football team. All right, I'll go. Have with we Van. seen the program Van. fall off more than Baylor has? Well, I mean, when you like let people <laughs> no, sexually assault women, I know. I know. Like, it's probably tough to bounce yeah. that. Yeah. Just, <laughs> it, and it's not a good look. <laughs> then they tuck it under the rug. No, it's no. an issue for another day. You know, one one more thing. You know that Liberty has signed Hugh Freeze. Yes. Who had the uh, hookers on the phone, on the school phone, and who's their athletic director? Baylor's athletic director when they were going through <laughs> no allegations. This is Liberty, a Christian school in in, uh, in somewhere Virginia. So, just bizarre. Anyway, I'm gonna go with Vandy. Willie, thank you for getting me off of my um off of yeah, my heart go. deal. Um, so yeah, I'll go. go Vandy. I'm gonna go Vandy too. Shout out Alan Walters, Vandy by the way. Vandy Shout out Alan Walters, guys. It's been a pleasure. TT, thank you so much for coming. Dude, I, this was I thought a... I, I had my... I had, oh, whatever. I thought we were, no, wait, 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 I thought we were talking a little bit of NFL. All right, let's run through it. Let's run through it. Let's run through it. Well, I just got a few... I thought we were going to do our Power 5 here. Let's do our Power 5. The, top we were five. Can you get a that. Top 5 real quick while we go? Yeah. Off the top of your head? Cool. Off the top of your head. Willie, go first. We starting at 5? We're starting at 5. Indianapolis Colts. Okay. They're not even in the playoff. Aren't yeah, they? that's what's ridiculous. But they're so Colts, hot. Right now. But they are so hot right now. They're arguably playing the best football in the NFL. While they they're hot, they're, they're hot, hot when it matters. Um, Let me just go down down my yeah, list. Uh, right. no, you want to go one for one, or you want to go down your let's list? Let's go down the list. Okay. Colts at five. Okay. Bears at four. Mm. Taking Kansas City at three. Mm. The Chargers at two in New Orleans, despite their. Uh, Little speed hump here at number one. I still think that if they get home field advantage, they're the best team in football. Now wait, you were rolling with Houston for a while. Are you off Houston? Because um, you're putting I'm the team in their off division. Houston. Over them. It's just that, yeah, I I like the Colts, man. They're hot. They're good. Okay, they are a good team. I don't know if anybody's playing better better football than Andrew Luck. I love your list. I love your list. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Indianapolis. I'm gonna go Pittsburgh. Whew. 
Pittsburgh? Pittsburgh. No, nah, I can't do that. I'm going to go Indianapolis, Chicago. <sighs> Indianapolis, Chicago, Chiefs, Saints, Chargers, number one. All right, so he's flipped the two in the one. Yeah, yeah. TT, what do you All right, so. TT's unprepared for this. So this if you're unprepared, you moment. could just give us our your dark horse. So I'm gonna, I am have a top five I just you know, put together right now. Okay. Um, I really like the Colts. I think they're playing really good football. It would be a shame if they don't make the playoffs. It, you would, know? it really so would just be. one of those years in the NFL. And um, I think the Chargers at four. Um, Phillip Rivers. Chargers is, at four? Yeah. Wow. 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 Who do you have ahead of them? Wow. So yes. I, and this is one of the – I know is going to be a hot take, and you guys are not going to like it, but I just – I got to pay respect where respect's due. At don't three, I got KC. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah, we have this. What's wrong with that? At two – I got the yeah, Patriots. The oh. Pats? I got it now. Now oh. I think obviously coming off a loss. Two, two, two losses. Two losses. Yeah. But here's where my head's at. You can't bet against Tom Brady. Oh, oh well, I promise you, I bet on him last week and I lost like fifty bucks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think when the time comes, I mean, obviously our team's not stellar this year, but uh-huh. um, I mean they're going to be have a really easy run to the mm-hmm. divisional championship, I think, and yeah. they're going to be competitive and. If you want to play Tom Brady in the divisional championship, that's not really the best matchup. I think they'll come to play. <laughs> yeah. I think New Orleans is the best. Obviously, they've been struggling on offense a little bit. Alvin Kamara is unbelievable. Yeah. Unbelievable. I'm definitely telling Mitch that you didn't have him in your top five. Yeah. I'm going to give Mitch six, and I think um, okay. Bears, uh, defense, unbelievable. Mitchie T, you've been playing great this season. and yeah, uh, Congratulations you. on your uh, NFC North Division champ. Yeah, good job, Mitch. Yo, next time, invite us to Club Dub. Yeah. I'll tell you, that's one of the cool that, – that's, 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 that's that's really cool. They're dope. going all the way See, like, it. that's building a culture. A that's culture. what wins you – that's what wins eh, – that's what gets you a good football team. No yeah, doubt about it. Wins games. Camaraderie. It's all about camaraderie. I'm Real fired. quick. Real quick question. Yeah, go ahead. All right, so I'm looking as I look at the playoff picture, I see we could possibly have an all LA Super Bowl. Do you think that'll ever happen for New York? No. Yeah, well, I don't why either. would you even pose that question? Because it's just sad how far apart it it is. Well, I you think know what I mean? uh I don't I don't think we're going to get the all LA, all LA Super Bowl. I'm not going to be I'm going to be I'm honest saying with it you, could happen. I really don't think Jared Goff can win a game in cold weather. I don't I just, think so I don't either. think he, it's, I don't it's think he can. Atrocious. And I think I think the problem with Gurley, everybody's on the Gurley train. I I don't think Gurley's a power back. I think he's a finesse back. I really do. Gurley's arguably the best back in the league. I agree, but he's not a guy you can give the ball to thirty times. So they like, basically like, they need I mean? a Mark Ingram. You know who they need? Adrian Peterson. Uh-huh. If they signed AP, they'd be in a much better spot right now than they are now. Just telling you. Uh-huh. Anyway, guys, thanks for joining us. Baker Mayfield, rookie of the year. Wait, yeah. oh no. Baker! Yeah. Uh, is that Rookie of the Year? Yes? Rookie of the Year. Rookie of the Year? Rookie I agree year. too. I got off the Saquon thing. I just think it's, uh, you, you gotta. No one's ever changed the culture in a city better than he has. No. Except maybe LeBron James. Mm-hmm. That's Cleveland. true. That's true. But He's anyway, done it. TT. Boys, thank, thank you for having me on the show. Much, man. I appreciate it. It was a pleasure. No doubt. Thank no you doubt. guys for joining us. We'll have one more episode before Christmas. Uh, we'll or or around we'll Christmas. We'll shed a tear. Right. Maybe last episode. Maybe. What? Uh, yeah, together. Together. Yeah, together. Yeah, yeah, together. Yeah, no, oh, uh, see, played yeah, see? I played it. Yeah, see? Yeah, people it. freaking out. Uh. All right, man. Well, uh, as usual, follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, at Hung Up Podcast. It's been a pleasure. TT, thank you once again. Thank you, boys. And uh, we'll see you guys next week. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Happy Hanukkah. <laughs> <laughs>